Welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We believe that God is awakening a generation to revival, and we hope that this podcast encourages you to know that you are loved and that God wants to do extraordinary things for and through you. Welcome to the family. If you got your Bible, turn to James, the book of James, um, and we'll read chapter 4. We're going to read um, 7 through 10. The book of James 7, 4, 7 through 10. Um, we uh, want to announce again, want to emphasize, <clears throat> want to emphasize um, fuse. All right. At some point tonight, I'm going to challenge you to uh, register if you haven't already. And I want to challenge you to either screenshot and like post your regist- registration or um, uh, or or share out a post from the Fuse page and encourage people to. Some of y'all, some of y'all, been doing that, right? Because you understand the significance of it. You understand how important it is to get the word out on social media. And uh, I want you to know that doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, we we're grateful for that. Keep doing that. It does matter. Every time every time there's a post. And a repost there, I can trace like the registrations and it's in line, it's in sync with, with posts and reposts every time. And so that matters, right? And so we know that if we can get, get a generation before uh, the word of God, that word will bring life. And so if we can just get them to a place where they can encounter it, whether that's at a Fuse event or some people that are brave enough to, to, to tell them, right? And so uh, Fuse is coming up really quickly. And then as was mentioned, the, uh, the women's bash the teen bash this Saturday, this Saturday uh, going on in Hamilton. Be an awesome opportunity for the young ladies to check that out. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's still still room uh, for registration there. James chapter 4, James chapter 4 and verse 7. If you found it, say amen. Anybody bring the real Bible tonight? <laughs> the one with paper? Can you hold that up? And I want you just to look around at all those that you're more holy than, Okay. Just look around at them. I want you to give yourself a little pat on the back. You won today. All right? So you won. All right? Just a little bit further, a little bit further along. All right? A little bit more holy. And as long as you're holy as the next person, the person beside you, everything's all right. Yeah. No, that's not true. Some of you are like, yep, amen, that's true. That's correct. Preach, preacher. No, that's not, that's not it. People, man is not your standard. You know that, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. Amen. <clears throat> James chapter 4. I want you to, um, I want you to, to pray for, for Jessica. She, um, she has a temperature of about 105, which is uh, borderline hospital. So <laughs> um, maybe that is hospital. <laughs> uh, but she's stubborn and she's a woman. And she's like, I'm not going to the doctor. And then you're like, well, you should be the man of the house. I thought you wore the pants. Okay, listen here. Okay? Don't make this about holiness, number one. Number two, um, I know my role, and uh, I'm comfortable there. So uh, she also is trying to go into work tomorrow. She said there's nobody to cover her, and so she's going to go in. And I'm like, you know what? You're not that important. Like, you can stay home. They'll figure it out. And so... Um, I need you to, one, rebuke her, but also pray for her, okay? Uh, and so, uh, uh, Brother Jeremiah is, is filling, I would imagine, some uh, along the same road, uh, same lines. And so, um, um, we're going to pray, uh, we're going to pray over them. We're going to read the word, and we're going to pray over 
also want to pray over um, our friends and family that may be under the weather tonight. Okay? <clears throat> so James chapter 4, the Bible says, submit. Can you say submit? submit. Yeah. If you had uh, a real Bible, you could underline that or maybe circle that word. Okay? Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist. Say resist. resist. All right? You might want to circle, highlight, or underline that, that word to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. All right, this is uh, what we've been extrapolating. We started this last week talking about how to spook the devil, how to make him run. And James says you can do it. And so resist the devil and he'll run from you. Draw near to God. Underline that phrase. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves, therefore, before the Lord, and he will exalt you. It sounds like there's like a contradiction in that, um, but it's not if you understand the context. And we'll try to get into that a little bit tonight. Talking about spooky season. Part two, how to spook the devil. Shay, can you say amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We give you glory tonight. We give you honor. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your word, the power of your word, Lord, the authority of your word. And that's what we invoke tonight, Father. Lord, your word declares that healing is the children's bread. Your word declares that by your stripes we were healed. And, Father, we invoke the authority of your word tonight, Lord, on this body of believers. Everyone that, that Lord, is, is come under sickness, Lord, we, 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 we command on the authority of Christ and the blood of Jesus. May they be whole in body, Father, in the name of Jesus. May they be whole, Lord God. Lord, bring wellness to them, to their house, to their space. Right now, in the name of Jesus, God, and we ask that your word, Lord, will be quick, be active, it'll be sharp, Father, in this house, Lord, that you would begin, Father, to speak to our hearts, Father. Holy Spirit, that you'd bring revelation from your word, Lord, God, that you would empower us to walk in the authority that you've given us, Father. We give you the glory and the honor. Somebody say amen. amen. I grew up with... Uh, fear of devils. Anybody else? There are some people around me that like to share spooky stories. And I'm not talking about... Uh, I love the bloody fingers. Right? I'm not talking about those kind of stories, the bedtime stories that you tell your kids. You know, the bloody finger story. And it turns out, like, oh, he's got, he needs a Band-Aid. You know that one? Like, he keeps getting closer and closer. And he comes in the room finally. And it's like, oh, I need a Band-Aid, right? With my kids, it doesn't matter. If you tell them that story, they're all three going to be in the bed at some point in the night, freaking out, right? So, um, living witness, that happened last week. So. Um, so, I grew up with people that didn't tell stories like that. They, these were adults, too, mind you. Uh, spiritual leaders. <clears throat> who uh, told me stories about, uh, about demons like George, who was possessed and, um, you know, liked to tell, tell stories about uh, George, who had come to youth camp and uh, at various 
uh, on various occasions that all the, the stereo settings would be set to six and that all kinds of, of chaos would be coming out of the sanctuary at Southern Ohio Youth Camp, right? And how all of these like paranormal things would be going on. Anybody else? You had people in your life tell you these stories? Glad you came to church tonight. Um, stories like um, like stories like the the Satanist that came to Butter Street. Uh, a lot of you guys are familiar with this story, where um, the the pastor uh, showed up one Sunday or uh, one day of the week. Maybe it was a Saturday. I think it was a Saturday. And there was a man in dark clothes <clears throat> with a dark hat on, swinging on the, the, the children's swing in the back, and uh, was checked by the Lord and uh, called the police. The police come, and uh, he's not there. Like, he disappeared, and then he's, like, walking down the street. They try to catch up to him. They can't. He's, like, gone. And then a few days later, the pastor gets a phone call from the sheriff's department saying, we got your guy. Unfortunately, we found him in the basement of his own home, surrounded by tombstones. I'm looking for stories. Um, and he had, uh, he had animal skulls everywhere, and he had sacrificed himself on an altar to Satan. Um, these are the stories that I grew up with. Stories... Um, um, stories about demons with green eyes and some with red eyes. Um, and uh, to a point to where I was genuinely fearful and was convinced that every time I was in the dark, there was a devil there somewhere. And maybe there was, but I was convinced that the devil had some power or some authority over me. And, uh, and so, um, for a very long time, when I would drive down the driveway at my mother's house, the long drive, have you ever been to, the, to my mother's house? The driveway itself is a demonic story. And <laughs> you come to the peak and you can't, literally, you can't see the bottom, like at the top. It's like, uh, where's the road? And then it comes down. And so it's in this, you know, uh, in the terms of her motherland, uh, it's in a holler, and um, yeah, and uh, Brother Robbie's in the house tonight. Can we give Brother Robbie a round of applause? <laughs> Speaking of the holler, <clears throat> um, and come on, <laughs> uh, um, coming down there, and for years, getting out of the vehicle at night. And understanding that there wasn't anybody around for days, even if I squealed like a pig, <clears throat> those demons could get me, right? So growing up on these stories, um, uh, Kyle, your uncle was the best at telling these stories. You probably heard some of these. Um, did you? You did, yes. And so, um, but... And this was not ever anyone's intention, right? I think they just assumed that well, you're covered by the blood and you know that, that there's no devil that can, that can cross the bloodline, right? But sometimes we forget to remind people of that. And I grew up afraid 
of the enemy. And I think sometimes we, we, that, that fear creeps into, and maybe your fear of the enemy is not a result of a friend or uh, a, a, a discipler telling you stories about the devil, right? But maybe you've just seen the, the, the consequences and you've seen the effects of the spirit of hell on a generation, and that's got you weary and that's got you afraid. Right? I want to come tonight and remind you that the devil is a defeated foe and that there is no angel in heaven or angel in hell that is greater than the name of Jesus. And I will add to that and say there is no demon in heaven and there is no demon in hell that is even equal to you. You have been given dominion over the earth. You, friend, have been given power and not just power, but authority to release kingdom and there is not a spiritual being outside of the Godhead that has been created with dominion you carry dominion you carry power you carry authority to drive out the works of darkness and so I don't have to be afraid of a devil. I don't have to be afraid of a fallen angel, which is a demon. I don't have to be afraid of the lies of the enemy. I don't have to be afraid when the, 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 the stories are told about George and all the numbers turning to 6666, right? I don't have to be afraid of, of all of these, these bizarre, paranormal, uh, paranormal type of activities because the one that I serve is greater and better yet. The one that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. <clears throat> I don't have to be afraid. In fact, I better know that the devil himself and all of his minions are afraid of me. Amen. Amen. And so the Bible says that how do we get to this point? The Bible says we submit ourselves to the Lord. Submit ourselves. We said we talked about this last week. To submit, to come under. To sub, like a submarine, right? So the submarine subjects itself to the thing that's, it, that is greater than it, which is the ocean. It subjects itself to an environment that is greater than itself. And this is how it functions. Submit yourselves to the Lord. When, when God in all of his wisdom creates everything that we see. He creates it in a very specific, ordered pattern. And we see that before he creates the bird, he creates the air. And before he creates the seed, he creates the soil. Because everything that's created is subject to something. And as long as the created thing subjects the thing that it was supposed to be under, it thrives. The bird can fly because there's air and it subjects itself to the air. If you try to, 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 to hang out with the birds tonight, right, the crows, the black crows, the big black ones because it's Halloween, I want you to understand that that that's not going to fare well to you because you've not been given dominion over the air. And you can't subject yourself, and then that's not what you're created for. Submission, to subject yourself to the mission. And so this is what we talked about last week. The seed, when it subjects itself to the soil, the seed brings forth life. Now, we could say, well, 
maybe the maybe the the seed doesn't really need the soil. Okay, well try that. Let's do that. Let's try a little science project, and um, I want you to get a seed, all right, and I want you to allow it to be absent of soil for its duration and see how that turns out for you. And I tell you what, to to make it to make it fair, make sure that like to to ensure that you're you're all in on this, right? Don't eat except what you can bear from the seed. And see how quickly you change your mind about that thought process. Well, maybe the seed doesn't need the soil, right? Um, The fish could say, well, I don't need the seed, right? The fish thrives in the seed, just subjects itself to the seed. But if it refuses to subject itself to the seed or to the water, right, and says, I just don't think it's going to work for me today. It sounds really good in the Sunday sermon, but... um, but uh, I just don't feel like I don't feel like the submission today, so I'm just gonna hang out uh, out here on the beaches. Okay, how's that gonna work out for the fish? This, the fish doesn't say I don't need the water; it doesn't work for me. Do you understand? And it's just as crazy for the Christian to say I don't need to submit myself to the mission of God for my life. I can do it on my own. It's like a fish outside of water. It's like a bird without the air. It's like a seed without soil. I need submission. I want to fulfill the mission of heaven on my life, but it does not come without the sub. Anybody ate Subway lately? I want you to look at Subway different. Every time you go and you're looking for a $5 foot long, I want you to see the sub in the way. And so I want you to to, to be reminded, okay, instead of being reminded of Jared all the time, I want you to be reminded, I've been subjected to a mission from heaven. And if I am going to thrive in this earth, am I going to fulfill my God-given mandate and purpose? while I'm yet alive, then it's going to be because I'm willing to subject myself to the mission and the atmosphere of heaven and the kingdom of heaven and his rule on the earth. Well, that was really good. That was a lot better than you responded. That's okay. That's right. You'll have another chance in a moment, I hope. That's why you got to seize the moment. You never know. You never know if, if it's going to be the moment, right? And so another, another one might not come. That's to you, Miss. Um... <clears throat> and so man has long decided that that submission submission to the authority of of God and his kingdom may not be necessary. <clears throat> We've seen this in the garden, right? Where Adam and Eve decided that they could operate on their own authority and they knew best, right? And how'd that work out? Immediately we see, we see hate enter earth. Immediately we see jealousy and envy plague humanity. And immediately we see murder. As soon as we get out of the garden, we see murder by the hands of man. And that same spirit runs... <clears throat> runs the earth today, that murderous, hateful, envious, jealous, backbiting, 
spirit still runs the earth today, all because someone decided I don't have to submit myself to the mission. I can figure this out on my own. I can walk in my own authority. I think I can figure this out all by myself. And here we are thousands of years later, advancements in technology, great advancements in the sciences, great advancements socially, yet I dare say in many ways we're worse than we've ever been, all because we said we've got this. We, uh, we understand how to do life, do we? Do we? When we are literally shaming people in our own culture who would dare say that a baby in the womb is precious and ought to be protected. If you dare make a, a, an audacious claim such as that, you're a hater, you're a bigot, you are anti-woman. And, and, and in a video that I witnessed... Cuts it open. Yeah. Cuts it open and pulls out the fetus and begins to, to, to celebrate blood everywhere. But this is where we're at in our culture. Where we literally celebrate evil and call it good. And dare you stand up for good, you're called evil. But I know. But I know what's right. Submission includes. James says, humbling ourselves with an understanding of, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's right. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man that leads to destruction. That the heart is deceitful above all. Who can know it? I don't know. Thus, I have to depend on Holy Spirit. I have to welcome the one the one who was in charge of the garden back in Eden, I have to welcome him back into the garden of my life, and I have to be willing to say, be the gardener. Be the gardener. <laughs> Take your rightful place again in my heart and in my life. Holy Spirit, it's important that the right gardener is in charge of your garden. Do you know that? It's important that you allow and that you submit to the right gardener because it is the gardener that determines the fruit of the garden. Amen. It's the gardener that determines the fruit of the garden. And so I say, let us be a group of young people and young adults in this room who say, Holy Spirit, teach me. I don't know and I don't have the answers and I don't have the solutions, but I know that you do. Teach me. Show me what is right. Show me what is wrong. Give me the courage to yield to my, yield my own desires to your desires. Be the gardener of my life. Grow the fruit that will remain in my heart, in my life, for a generation that they might eat and be full. Amen. 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 And so, James says, submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves to the mission. If I'm going to be in authority, I have to be under authority. Amen. If I'm going to walk in authority, I have to be under authority. Can I just throw this in? This is not in the notes, but can I just tell you, don't confuse anointing with authority. Don't confuse power with authority. Can I point you to Saul? 
who was anointed, but did not have the hand of God on his life. Do you hear me? This is why, this is why you have to, you, you can't uh, uh, allow your, your earthly wisdom to decide what is right and what is wrong. You can't get up, get up and say, well, I felt the anointing because I sang or because I prayed for somebody or because the Lord used me in some supernatural way and therefore I must have the authority of God in my life. It doesn't mean that at all. You, you could operate in the anointing. And you could be wayward. That's Saul. Saul tried to repent. But he feared the wrong person. He feared the man of God instead, the man of God. Read the story. He asked the prophet for forgiveness. He didn't ask God for forgiveness. And so, talking about the difference between anointing and authority, just because I can sing good and people are moved when I sing does not mean I'm walking in good graces with the Lord and does not mean I'm walking in the authority of God. Moses laid down his serpent, and you know what the others did? They laid down their, he laid down his stick, rather, his staff, and you know what the magicians of Egypt did? They laid down theirs, too, and the same thing happened. Snakes. Authority, though, was represented when Moses' snake consumed the other snakes. Because Moses was in submission to God. And he, didn't, he did not walk on or go in under his own name, but he says, I am that I am has sent me. Amen. And so James says, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil. We talked about resisting last week, and he says, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. <clears throat> draw near to God and draw near to you. This phraseology, draw near to God, <clears throat> we see this, we see this big, uh, first occur in Isaiah where the prophet says, you draw nigh unto me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. In reference to the Hebrew people who would draw near to God by bringing the sacrifice to the temple three times a year. So three times they would draw nigh. And the prophet stands up. And he says, enough. You're coming in, you're going through the motions of the thing, but your heart is far from me. Your motions are correct. Your worship, is, your posture seem, appears to be correct. Your hands are up. You amen at the right time. Okay? You holler back at the right, in the right manner, in the right way. You wear the right clothes, but your heart, he says, is far from me. You show up on a regular basis. You're faithful to church. You might even read your word. You might even have committed it to memory. But he says, your heart is far from me, right? And so this is a, this is a call. James, James is giving us a call to repentance, which is not typically how we, how we use this, this passage. 
That's why it's quickly followed. It's quickly followed with cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. This, isn't, this is a call to be real before the Holy One. And he says, draw nigh unto me. And when you draw nigh unto me, when you bring a worthy sacrifice unto me, you can know that I'm going to respond and I'm going to draw near to you. If you want to make the devil afraid of your life, it's going to be because you live an authentic life before, before Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You've yielded your instrument, your vessel to the Holy One of Israel, to Holy Spirit, and, and you have brought, brought rep, uh, sacrifice worthy of repentance. This is what Jesus, this is what Jesus announced upon his, his introduction to public, public ministry. <clears throat> he says, the kingdom of heaven is nigh. Bring, therefore, fruit worthy of repentance. This is how he introduces himself to public ministry. Is he says, here's the kingdom, I'm bringing it. The, the kingdom is nigh. Repent. I've given you access again to the garden and the gardener. Repent. And let's establish kingdom. Can I tell you that Halloween is, you understand, is a tradition spanning back a couple of thousand years with the Celts, I believe. Um, and it was a day, um, it was a day in which Coming to an end of a season, all of, most of these, these pagan holidays are around the moon phases. And they believed on Halloween, although they didn't call it Halloween, they believed that the spirit realm became very thin. And on Halloween, they would celebrate because they believed that, that uh, ghosts Spirits of the past and goblins, essentially, would walk about the earth because the spirit realm wore thin and is thin. Can I tell you that the heavens were rent and the spirit realm came never a moment more closer or more near than upon the arrival of Jesus Christ, heavens were rent, and we now have access. We don't have to wait for a holy day. We don't have to wait for a holy night, and we surely don't have to, to take what the world calls, calls, calls one thing and try to make it or sanctify it holy. It's long been holy. Every single day has been holy because the Holy One has come near. He is nigh unto you. He said, I'm nigh unto you, even unto your lips. He's here among us moving. He says to 
that he that he dwells among us and that is that is not when he comes nigh he doesn't just he doesn't just show up and and wave his hands it's to to come nigh means to like rub shoulders with to sit down with he's here with you this night this day whatever you have need of whatever you're hoping for whatever you're longing for should it be the longing of God it's yours why the heavens are rent why because every day is a holy day and he's come to establish kingdom he's come to establish authority once again in the earth and he does it through you he said it's necessary that I go away why because if I go away I get to send my comforter who's going to make up his residence he's going to because of my blood because of the cross you're going to be cleansed and he's going to find a holy place to dwell in so Holy Spirit comes in a direct response to Jesus obeying the, the will the, by submitting to the mission of God on his life. He commits the, uh, uh, completes the mission, ascends to heaven, and that's a green light for the Holy Spirit to take again his rightful place in the earth and in my heart as the gardener. I need more of the Holy Spirit. I need more of the gardener. I don't want to play with what I think might be right or might be wrong. I want to please Holy Spirit. Jesus, teach me her way. Show me what's wrong and show me what's right. I want to submit to you. I want to walk in obedience in accordance with your word. It's not enough for me to know the word. I've got to submit to the word. Help me to walk in submission to the word. And when I do, the authority of Christ comes on full display for all to see. That's when you walk into schools and they flip. That's when you walk into homes and they flip for the kingdom. That's when you walk into walk into to high schools without ever preparing a message and Holy Spirit drops. That's when you walk into Walmart or your local grocer and people take notice. Why? Because you're walking in authority and every devil in hell is hoping and praying that you don't spot them in the aisleway that you don't spot them who's plaguing this person with disease or this person with depression don't look at me don't call me out I want you to know that authority is available to you it's better than anointing friend it's better than anointing it's better than a stage I'm talking about walking in the authority of God where every demon in hell is subject to what you say in Christ's name we settled for the anointing when we've got authority available. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anointing often is a product of the unmerited. It's the grace of God. The grace of God. And Lord, he gives us this grace and he anoints this gift or this grace on our lives. And we take it for a green light to live the way we want to live. He's still moving. I still feel him. Which is why the scripture says, many will cast out devils in my name. They'll heal. They'll speak with other tongues. Yet, I will say to them, depart, for I never knew you. Let it not be of me because of pride. Because I failed to humble myself in submission. Hallelujah. How do I cause the enemy to run from my world and my sphere of influence? I learn to submit. To come under the authority of heaven and give myself wholly to the mission of God 
on my life. And can I tell you, it's a good mission. Can I tell you, there's nothing I'd rather do. There's nothing I'd rather do. There's nothing more gratifying. Now, I would use Robbie as an, as, as an example, uh, except that obviously probably is attractive, that kind of lifestyle to most of us, right? But you don't see, all you see is the flight and you see the highlights, okay? You don't see the travailing and you don't see, you don't see the struggle and you don't see the worry and you don't see, you don't see the battle in the spirit and you don't, you don't see the, 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 the attempts to, to, to worry about finances. Do you understand that he's committed himself to the mission of God to a point to where he's got nothing else? Like he doesn't have a profession to follow. There's no plan B for him, right? And I know that looks glorious, but if it's glorious, then why aren't you doing it? Oh, well, you don't understand. Like, he's got a lot of invitations, so there's people, and he can do that. Is that how it started for you? You had a bunch of open doors? No, you were a stuttering fool. Were you not? But you submitted yourself to the mission of God, to the plan of God and the purpose of God, and now you're one who walks in authority across nations, walks in the authority of God, not just a special anointing, not just a, 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 a charismatic person who's got a dynamic personality, but I'm talking about the authority of God. God, give us young people who want the authority of God. But let us not be obsessed with the authority of God without the person of God. You've got it backwards if that's all we want. You understand that? <clears throat> it's, easy, it's easy to demand and want and desire the peace of God. Without submitting to the God of peace. Right? <clears throat> but you can't have one without the other. You can't have the joy of the Lord without the Lord being your joy. Right? And so, let us be single-minded. Let us be a group of young people who set our face like flint towards heaven and said, God, I'm willing to subject myself to the mission. I won't be the fool that says, I don't need you. <clears throat> but willfully and joyfully, I subject myself to your will, to your purpose. Amen. Cleanse your hands. Draw near to me. I'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. I'm closing with this. Um, it's easy to it's easy to, to to get off course by accident just a misstep here or there can throw you completely off course About a few years ago, I don't know, it was probably seven or so, ten years ago. I was uh, I was hunting with our pastor and another brother. <clears throat> it's muzzleloader season, which is around Christmas time normally, early January, and so there's snow on the ground and it's cold, and it's getting dark. So we're uh, we're heading to the truck, and 
one of the brothers decides that he's going to pull up on this deer. So he pulls up on the deer, he takes the shot, and uh, uh, he was low, he was way low, and, uh, and so the bullet actually bounced off the ground, ricocheted off the ice, I suppose, and, uh, and, and strikes the deer, and so uh, he also has a bad hip. Pastor and I subjected ourselves to the mission, and we had flashlights, and uh, it was cold, and it was night, but we had a blood trail, and so we we started following the blood trail, and uh, followed it for a long time. sweating, bad combination, temperatures dropping and it's snowing. And uh, we're convinced that hypothermia is going to soon set in and we're going to join the deer somewhere to be eaten by wolves. Fortunately for us, Blessings make rich and add no sorrow. <clears throat> and if you want to find your way back, maybe you didn't intend to end up where you were at. 
long time too and you never intended to be where you're at tonight and maybe you didn't get there all by yourself but you trusted somebody you weren't even paying attention but you trusted somebody and now you're in a spot you never intended to be there's a way back home amen there's a light that shines bright in the darkness and it never stops shining friend there is no temptation too great that the Lord has not made a way of escape for you. There's a light shining in every dark pit, in every dark hole. You just need to open your eyes and open your ears. And so we followed that light back and we ended up being at the base of the camp. We went on this big loop. He was really embarrassed because he should have known. I was really embarrassed too, but I just let him feel shame. <laughs> So, you know, you got to take those moments. We ended up in the back of the, basically at the church of the, of the dorm. If you understand where I'm talking about, it's not a youth camp, the, the back of the church there. That's where we ended up. Of course, then it was easy peasy, right? Lemon squeezy, as Ezra always said. Uh, and so I want to tell you, friend, <clears throat> there's nothing better than submitting yourself to the will of God. I could not be more gratified. And I want to tell you that my life is exhausting. This isn't, this isn't a complaint. I'm probably going at a rate that is incredibly unhealthy. But I can tell you that there is no greater pleasure in my life than breaking it off and giving it to people. Giving it to people. There's no greater pleasure in my life than coming alongside young people like you and being a voice of truth and whispering in your ear and saying, the enemy, he's a poster. He's a pretender. He's got no power. He's got no authority over you. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to walk in fear. Your future is secure, friend. There's a hope for you. Hallelujah. There's a reason for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a friend that's sure. There's a rock that's sturdy. Don't listen to the pretender. He's been defeated. He's long been defeated. And he knows it because he tried to stand toe-to-toe with the Son of God, with the Son of Man. And he found himself humiliated, defeated, robbed. And he knows that his end, his end is near. And all he's got for you is a whisper. It's a lie. Remove the mask of the devil. See him for what he is. A poser. submit to anything you believe is evil. You don't that's that's why he's a pretender. He comes as a father of light, as an angel of light the word the scripture says, right? And you submit un, uh, unknowingly to an angel of darkness, to earthly wisdom. But the God that we serve is a good
Brother Emmanuel, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Marriage, yes. Submission. But you don't submit to one you're afraid of or to the one you don't believe has any good things to you, but you for you, but you're willing to submit to the one who you believe has the, your best interest in mind. What am I saying? You can trust him. That is good. checking out the Haven Youth Church podcast. If this message encouraged you, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and even consider sharing this podcast. Reach out to us on social media at Haven Youth Church. Break the flow, be the change.